Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Zone. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. And welcome to the month of December. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Glad you're along with us. Boy, a lot of ground to cover. We got the official numbers yesterday from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources on the recently wrapped up gun deer season in the state of Wisconsin. Numbers were down both as far as the harvested deer and also the number of licenses purchased. But uh, Stephanie Hoff tells me that it's uh, not about really overall interest in hunting. She'll explain. She brings us a quick wrap-up on the Wisconsin gun deer season and hunting trends overall in the state. That's before we wrap it up this morning. Weather-wise, if you're going to be traveling, especially to northeast Wisconsin, be aware that there is some developing moisture out there. Uh, Some is in the form of rain, others a little bit sleety, and still more that's turning into snow. It's not going to be around for a long time. Today, our daytime high is still expected to top out around 50 degrees. Tonight, down to 43, another very, very mild day tomorrow. A few clouds and 52 on Thursday. Friday, partly sunny skies and 42. Then Saturday, back to probably what we'd consider more traditional temperatures. Partly cloudy skies on Saturday, 36 degrees. Gemplers has Carhartt for the whole crew this season. In stock and ready to ship to you today. Jackets, sweatshirts, hats, gloves, and gear to keep you and your hardworking team warm all winter. Plus, get free gifts with orders of $100 or more. Gamplers helps you stock up on Carhartt while giving you a little something extra this holiday season. Shop Carhartt and other favorites at Gamplers.com or shop their store in Mount Horeb. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Welcome to December, the Christmas season officially underway, although it doesn't look much like around Wisconsin with no snow on the ground. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Plenty of lights are out and showing off the different colors of the holiday season, and it won't be long when the most beautiful flowers of the season are out. We're talking about poinsettias. And Stephanie, you had a chance to catch up with, uh, well, some of our FFA chapters that sell, grow and sell a lot of poinsettias. What'd you find out? That's right, Bob. And just because we've passed those designated days for supporting small businesses or Giving Tuesday, it doesn't mean we can't keep on supporting these local organizations. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And yes, this includes your local FFA chapter. Some chapters sell those cheese and fruit boxes, other alumni chapters are selling Christmas trees, but the Bondwell FFA is selling poinsettias. FFA advisor and egg instructor David Battenberg tells us everything we need to know about raising those poinsettias after you purchase them. But first, he says, not only is this flower sale raising money for the chapter, 
but it's also giving work experience to plant science students. The other part of it is that we actually get our points set as in August, like at the end of August. So this year I got them like, a, I think a, even a week before school started. So then I have a plant science class. So the plant science class has actually been taking care of the points set as since the first days of school. So even though it is a uh, a fundraiser for our chapter, and it's a good fundraiser, um, it's just as much uh, doing the plant science uh, watering, because like I said, we've been doing it for three, four months now. So, Tell me about the care that goes into growing poinsettias. Do they come as a seed or a small plant? So we get them from a wholesaler in, in late August. I, I order them at in the summer, um, and they come as short, probably two or three inch poinsettias. Uh, so they're not; they don't come from seed, and we don't we don't make cuttings ourselves from anything. So we get them from a from a wholesaler. We get them, like I said, at the end of August, and then basically we don't have to do a lot other than uh, water and fertilize them for three four months. The other thing we do have to be careful of is to make sure that they're not getting some light from sources that are going to make them not want to um, flower. Um, but ours are all doing well. They've been flowering or they've been starting to flower for probably about the past two weeks. Um, and so they'll be probably full full bloom here probably in uh, maybe a week or two yet. And then they'll be really nice. So, Does the plant science class have anything to do with the color of poinsettias or is that a type of breed thing? No, that's that's just we get we get the the variety is something we just order right from the uh, wholesaler. And I used uh, this year we we tried a different one. They're called red glitter, so they're red with white little specks on the on the leaves, which actually are the flowers. Um, some years the red ones people want the red ones. Sometimes people want the pink ones. Um, uh, we also have marble uh, and white. Uh, and so sometimes if 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 the off colors are not the off colors, but the but the uh, most more uncommon colors. I think in the last couple of years have been people that people kind of want those more now. So, how many uh, uh, plants do you have for sale? Right, right around two hundred. Um, I think it's but I think it's two hundred twenty-five actually, and they take up pretty much our whole greenhouse because they do have to. The other thing, they do have to be like a foot apart because if they're too close together, then they grow straight and tall and don't get quite as bushy and leafy. So um, it takes up pretty much the whole space. There's some science behind that as well. Because once you get them, you do have to, you do have to make sure that they're far enough apart. And when the kids water them, they've they got to make sure that they're not, they're not they got to put them like back in the right spot because if they push them too close together, then they don't grow very well. They, they grow tall instead of out. So. What is the cost of the flower and how much does it run you guys to raise them? So we we sell them for ten dollars a piece. We get them for about uh, they're right around three dollars a piece in August. And then all we all we really have to do is water and fertilize them and kind of lightly fertilize them um, for three months. So other than that, uh, because they come already in the pots that they grow into, we do have to buy the foil wrappers that you put underneath them. And then we have some special plastic. Um, it covers for them too because if you take them out, if it's cold, sometimes they can get get into a little bit of trouble and they can kind of die. So we have to buy that stuff. Um, but otherwise, so we're you know we're, we're probably making three four dollars a plant. Where do you guys spend the money? So 
So our FFA is pretty active. Um, we went to national convention. We go to state convention. Um, I had I have kids that go to leadership conferences uh, in the summer. Uh, we do things, and often, you know, like if we go to a an event like a CDE or an LD uh, a competition, we usually eat somewhere, and the FFA pays for it. So we don't really have to worry too much about about finding a place to spend the money that we raise. So. So when people get a hold of these, they they buy them, they bring them home, do they have to keep their houses at a certain temperature? Do they still need to keep the plants apart? No, no. As long as they... As long as they water them and not overwater them, um, more people probably kill plants by overwatering them than anything else. Uh, and they just keep them in a, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be super sunny either, um, and water them and, and make sure that they don't keep them too wet. They'll be fine. The ones that we have here, I think probably because they flower like between now and Christmas, I've had people come back to me and say that thing has flowered for three, four months. It's March and April and they're still and they still have colored leaves and flowers on them. And when I keep them in the greenhouse, uh, typically they'll stay colorful until, I think this year they stayed colorful till like even June. So, yeah, oh, wow. they, they, they stay, yeah, they stay a really long time. And I think part of that's because I think sometimes the ones that you buy in stores have been flowering already for like a month, and ours is just starting now. So ours have a tendency to last longer. Okay, and so it's normal for poinsettias to last a long time. It is, and I think most people probably get rid of them because they because uh, they they stop flowering. But I what I do sometimes is I keep some of them from the past years that we didn't sell. So I have some one year old plus plants, and they're probably I, keep, I put them in big pots. They're probably uh, two and a half to three feet tall. And now they're starting to flower again. So it's actually a shrub. You know, a poinsettia is a, a woody stem shrub, um, like from, from Central America. So if, if you keep it and you put it in larger pots and you don't overwater it, it'll keep growing. The only thing you have to do is if you want it to flower about six to eight weeks before you want it to flower, you've got to make sure that it's getting dark. So you have to put it like 12 hours a day in a, in a completely dark place. And if you do that, then it'll then it'll flower again, but they get big. Oh my! I didn't know that. I thought they died. At, you know, <laughs> no. the, when Christmas is over, <laughs> but no. they continue. Okay, neat. No. And what about fertilizing? I mean, once you buy it, you're not really needing to fertilize it, are you? Well, you probably treat it like any other plant. I mean, it's going to need some. You don't have to over fertilize it, but I don't know, fertilize it maybe once a month. Um, and you do need to put it in a bigger pot because the pot that it's in, it'll get it'll get root bound in because they do get really pretty big. So I mean, it sounds like the perfect fundraiser. Has demand been good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing is, we got to make sure that we always try to start selling them now because otherwise, around Thanksgiving, people will go out and buy them somewhere else, and then they they won't buy them from us. That's part of the reason too. We've started to dabble in some of these off kind of colors and maybe ones that you can't find everywhere so people really like those and ours do have a tendency people kind of know that ours have a tendency to last longer so i think a lot of people want to come and get ours too sometimes i might have 15 or 20 of them left which is fine because not all of them always grow really well and so some of them are a little bit shorter and some of them don't have quite as many flowers we do donate some to like our local uh 
uh, assisted living places. And then if I have if I have ten or so left over, I keep them and we use we use them in plant science the next semester, the second semester for plant part labs and things that we do. And then I I keep a probably I don't know six to eight of them if I have them, and I try to raise them for the next year because last year I had some real big ones and people wanted to buy those because they thought they were so cool because they were flowering and they were, you know, three feet tall. So we'll see if people want, want those again this year. Has the pandemic inhibited your guys' sale last year? Because you still had the sale, right? Yeah, we still had it last year. What we had to do is we had to change the way that we sell them a little bit. And actually, it's worked better. We do a lot of it now by sending out like a Google form, and then people can order them, and they can just pick them up at the school. But it actually didn't impact us too much last year. People could still come in and get them like after school and then take them home. They could order them from us. We'd put them up by the office, and then they would come and pick them up. So it actually didn't didn't make that big of a difference. Last question for you. How do the students uh, feel about this? They like it. The kids in plant science actually get to, to buy the the uh, poinsettias for half price because they've been they've been working with them all year. Um, they like it, uh, and and uh, I, I it's kind of a long process, but I think especially in plant science class, once they see that they've worked for three four months and now they have these really pretty um, Christmas flowers, it, it's great. It works really good. If people are in the Bondwell area, what's the best way to get in contact with the FFA chapter to, to order these poinsettias? Actually, they, if they if they can call the school, um, and they can uh, they can ask for my extension and call me, um, or uh, if they look to not um, probably in the next couple of days, if they look on the Bondwell School Facebook page. We'll have uh, an order form and a link to a Google order form that they can order, and then we can, we can get them to them. They can pick them up here at school. David Battenberg, the egg instructor and FFA advisor at Bondwell, says the sale goes until December 22nd. That's the last day of school before the holiday break. If you're not in the Bondwell area, check in with your own local FFA chapter and ask about their holiday fundraisers. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Ha. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We have all heard about the supply chain disruptions that we have to live with. Farmers, protect yourselves with the partnership at McFarland's. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here. We all know they're not kidding about those supply chain disruptions. So when you put that farm equipment away, take your list to McFarland's. Do you have everything you need on replacement parts? What about all the fluids that you depend on? McFarland's will keep you protected from supply chain disruptions. McFarland, Sauk City. Imagine a brand new maintenance-free look for your home's exterior. Have Prairie Exteriors show you options like architecturally designed siding, which can give you the look of cedar without the worry of woodpeckers or painting. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com 
The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with an armed robbery investigation. On October 30th at 3.41 a.m., officers were dispatched to the Quick Trip at 7502 Mineral Point Road for an armed robbery. The suspect entered the Quick Trip with a black handgun and demanded cash. The suspect is described as a slender, light-skinned male in his mid-twenties. He is approximately 6 feet 2 inches tall, wearing a blue hoodie, black pants, and vest with a blue mask. He fled with an undetermined amount of cash. This incident may be related to an armed robbery at Walgreens on Mineral Point Road. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact the Madison Police Department at 608-255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 608-266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, temperatures may be comfortable later today, but right now we've got some mixed precipitation that seems to be moving across the area. Let's talk about it. Time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update and Stu Mucks along with us. I've been kind of watching radar this morning. It really depends on where you are this morning, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, west and southwest of Madison, more likely we're seeing just some sprinkly light rain. And then areas north and northeast and east of Madison, it's some very light snow, but it is very, very light precipitation. Any of it. But don't let that fool you. Heading out today may mean on some roadways, you know, maybe a sidewalk where that very light precipitation has fallen. There may be just a little slippery going early on. Oh, it's not the sign of ice or a bad day by any means. In fact, the precipitation is going to end pretty soon this morning within the next several hours. But early on, you may find things to be a bit slick. You know, that gate out in the yard may have just a a little freezing cold on it. There's a warm front moving in out of the west. That warm front from western Minnesota to southwest Wisconsin, northern Illinois, will push east and lift a little northeast right up through the state. And as it does, it brings an end to precipitation. And that's when we, uh, again, talk about a pretty fair day. Look at temps this morning. They are pretty mild, really not all that far from a normal daytime high. And as we head through the day with south winds have become even a bit more southwest here in the afternoon, very mild air is going to rush into the state well above normal for today and even tomorrow, even though a weak cool front does drop through, if not late tonight, certainly just into the day Thursday, I don't expect much. There could be some flurries way off in the north with that little cool front, but we will start a cool down then, knocking a few degrees off that high on toward Friday and cooler for Saturday, Sunday, and right into next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today. 
Join us for our latest Gempler's Test Plot segment only on the Midwest Farm Report. Stephanie Hoff here, and this month I make Gempler's my one-stop shop for gifts. At the Gempler store in Mount Horeb and online at gemplers.com, I pick out clothing, gear, and tools to fit the lifestyle of my loved ones. Gempler's has the gifts that keep on giving, allowing you and yours to do what you love, smarter, faster, and safer in the new year. Follow along with me and our friends at Gempler's at midwestfarmreport.com. All righty, Stu, let's have some more of those forecast details. All right, well, that sprinkly light rain, the snowflakes around this morning, they're all going to end as we make our way toward the mid part of today. Still a mostly cloudy one, though, but not uncomfortable. I'd expect some very upper 40s in eastern Wisconsin, low toward the mid-50s in the west, so it does warm up further west. Southeast winds become southwest in the day at about 5 to 10. Overnight, mostly cloudy, low 40s, maybe a stray upper 30 here or there, but a very mild night. Southwest winds 5 to 15. Mostly sunny come Thursday and back up in the low 50s, upper 40s in the east. Northwest winds 5 to 15, could gust near 25 and partly sunny by Friday. Still a fine day, low and mid 40s. Winds become northwest through the day Friday, though, about 5 to 15. And we cool it down for the weekend, Pam. Mid-30s on Saturday, and we may get back toward 40 Sunday, but there may be a little snow to wrap up the weekend. All righty, very good. Stu Mock, along with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. There's a certain pride you get when you put Dairyland Seed soybeans into your soil. Cut, cut, time out. Stop the music. What are you doing? I'm describing the way hardworking farmers will feel when they plant Dairyland. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Why? Don't have to. Dairyland Seed brand Enlist E3 soybeans are our strongest ever. With 46 top 5 finishers in 2020 first and university trials combined. Really? Yep. With superior weed control and maximum flexibility, Dairyland Seed Brand Enlist E3 soybeans allow farmers to unleash their beans' full potential. Can we still be Dairyland Seed proud? With this seed lineup, prouder than ever. But now we can just shut up and let the yield do the talking. Good start. See how Dairyland Seed Brand Enlist E3 soybeans are bringing the yield to acres in your area at DairylandSeed.com. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, 
will supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. When you choose from several options, you're likely going to save money. That's what a family-owned, independent insurance place like ours can do. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our Our best best is the the very very least least we can do. do. Gemplers has Carhartt for the whole crew this season. In stock and ready to ship to you today. Jackets, sweatshirts, hats, gloves, and gear to keep you and your hardworking team warm all winter. Plus, get free gifts with orders of $100 or more. Gamplers helps you stock up on Carhartt while giving you a little something extra this holiday season. Shop Carhartt and other favorites at Gamplers.com or shop their store in Mount Horeb. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to get the answers you need. When you call us during regular business hours, you'll be greeted by a relationship banker. No maze of automated prompts to maneuver here. Just a friendly hello from a banker you know. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. People you know. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. And he told us his play will not be limited. So Aaron is telling us that he's had that toe immunized against the pain. Rodgers takes the toss, takes it in. Touchdown, Green Bay. He's not missing practices for any reason. He's definitely battling through this. I think he's one of the toughest competitors that I've ever been around. I just can't tell you enough, obviously, what he means to this football team, this organization, and and what he provides for us. The Packers coming off their win over the L.A. Rams. They now have their bye week. We welcome in our guy, Mike Clemens. Good morning, Mike. How are we doing today, my friend? Morning, Ebo. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised. I thought sometimes they keep these guys over for a day or two. Um, if you were healthy, you could be on your way to Cabo last night. <laughs> uh, the rest of the guys, like Aaron Rodgers, are in for treatments. He had MRIs yesterday. 
you know, the, this was the interesting thing. You know, he, he injures this toe while he's on the COVID leave, uh, while he was conditioning, he said. And, you know, the pain is probably pretty similar to, you know, a nail in your pinky. That's in your pinky toe. That's what he's going through with that fractured toe bone. When he played against the Vikings, he looked a little sluggish in the first half. Yeah. You saw him standing in the tunnel just before halftime, and then he went in for treatments. Uh, he looked much better throughout the game against the Rams. And so, you know, we talked to him about how different was dealing with the toe pain in the Vikings game versus the Rams game Sunday night. Difference is I didn't have to get shot up again at halftime. <laughs> uh, so I'm definitely the healing this week, not practicing. Last week I tried to do some stuff on Friday. I felt like we needed maybe a little jolt. And that kind of, I think, impacted uh, Sunday a little bit from a pain standpoint, kind of get to a better spot. So I've definitely felt better. But third quarter, late third, early fourth, you know, and I, and I got stepped on early in the game. There was definitely some pain I was dealing with. I don't know. Is what you guys saw on tape exactly what they showed you? It was at your offensive line. Was it big plays by Randall and then he doesn't come back in the second half? Or is it a quarterback who didn't practice at all last week? I mean, what are your pregame warm-ups like right now? Is that in your head a little bit? A little more adrenaline rush? Like, how's this going to go? Because it looked to me like your flow was the best of the season. Now, look, when I step on the field, I expect greatness. I think anyone who's a great competitor feels the same way. So, you know, I don't uh, lean on excuses and not practicing, little toe injury. You know, I expect greatness when I take the field. You know, it, it definitely isn't the ideal situation not to practice. But I can go out there and take mental reps and go through the plan and my preparation and feel good about what I'm doing. And when I get out there, I just got to rely on my instincts. I thought we didn't run it great, definitely not from an average standpoint. I thought Matt did a good job of mixing up what we were doing on offense and allowing me to get the ball out quickly, you know, to move the ball. Now, red zone, again, that's been kind of our bugaboo this season. And we had a couple opportunities with short fields on turnovers and only turned them into six points. Uh, that can't keep going. You know, we, we this should have been a 40-point game for us like we felt last week, and we're just not clicking in the red zone. Yeah, they definitely left some points on the board, Mike, but Aaron Rodgers, 307 yards, two touchdowns, and on nine toes beating Jalen Ramsey into the end zone on a foot race. That's pretty nice. <laughs> nine toes. <laughs> uh, and bugaboo. I love how you, lose, yeah. you got bugaboo worked in there in a post-game yeah. press conference. I like to work the word scuttlebutt in. That's a nice one, too. Yesterday, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, says in the afternoon, okay, Rodgers had the MRI, and, you know, the decision is, um, he's not going to have the surgery. And then about an hour or two later, we asked Matt LaFleur, what does he know about Roger's decision and what he's going to do regarding surgery? Yeah, I, I don't know where that's at. Um, I know he's he's gathering other opinions. So, um, you know, we'll see where that goes. I think LaFleur is getting sick of uh, ask, answering questions about Roger's medicals. <laughs> that's what the vibe I get. Well, but, what you know, what's interesting to notice is it sounds like Maybe there's more to it than that, you know. That Rogers is no, it's it's not, it's not decided yet. That Rogers is the last that the coach heard. Rogers is still pursuing other opinions. That sounds more like a Rogers thing. Mm. In the meantime, Randall Cobb. I mean, they finally break this guy out. He looked great. They got him involved in the offense. Uh, you know that you get him a ball that for most people's maybe a 20-yard gain. He turns it into 54. He gets that touchdown, that seven-yard touchdown. In the gold zone, as, as they call it. 
rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, if we can make it past the moisture this morning, we are going to have a pretty warm day. Again, partly sunny. Daytime highs today around 50 degrees. Tomorrow, we'll top out around 52. I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today, the first day of December. A couple different items that I noticed on the calendar. On this day back in 1953, Hugh Hefner published the first edition of Playboy magazine. And who did it feature? Marilyn Monroe as the magazine's very first centerfold. On this day back in 1953. On this day in 1957, Buddy Holly, the Crickets, and Sam Cooke debuted on the Ed Sullivan Show. Got to wish some happy birthdays this morning. Uh, Singer, actress, all-around entertainer Bette Midler turned 76 today. And Woody Allen turns 86 today. And now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends at the Steffes Auction Group. Remember how we spell that? S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Ashley Hewins along with us. Ashley and I were just laughing before we started this conversation about how the two of us are kind of running in every direction imaginable. I've got a lot of winter conferences that are going on now back face-to-face with the farmers and their organizations. And Ashley, you guys just keep adding on the auctions. Yeah, you know, we do. We just had our, our manager meeting last night, and uh, we we're joking. We still have 77 auctions to accomplish uh, between now and the end of the year. So more than one a day, for sure. Boy, oh boy, that is incredible. And it's not like uh, it's a waste of time for either the buyers or the sellers or you guys at the Stuffers Group. Things are really clicking along, huh? Yeah, the results have been just spectacular off the charts people are talking about the high prices uh just last week on hefner farms we had a 9330 john deere four-wheel drive that brought 146,000, which is about a 10 percent increase for that one uh didn't have a pto some of the other ones we sold for even less did have a pto so you can say it's it's up pretty far and the one that broke the bank was a john deere 8310 2001 model is $7,500, so it's getting up there in hours, brought 124000 might have seen it on machine repeat, highest one by auction, that type of thing. So, oh. you know, we're getting these high prices, but a lot of it is clean farm retirement equipment, and that always helps. Now, you mentioned machine repeat. He is not a competitor to you? He kind of just keeps people on the up and up about what Stephas is accomplishing? Yeah, so Machine Repeat, he's kind of built a brand around um, auction prices and tracking it for the last 30 years. That's that's his forte. So he knows you guys, especially when, like you said, you're ringing the bell as high as you are. Yeah, he's always using our prices to talk about something. So we should charge him for that. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. Uh, let's talk a little bit then about how do I get in the game, Ashley? I think sometimes, uh, especially for someone that's not used to that online platform, they might be a little anxious. Uh, help them understand how your team walks them through the process, whether they're buying or selling, and no matter where they are. Sure. So really easy on the buyer end of things. If you don't have an account with us, it's right on the homepage. It takes about five minutes. We don't require any bank information or credit card. You just sign up. Um, and then uh, you request a bid on every auction. You read the terms and conditions, and you're good to go there. 
Of course, if you have any questions, always call the office. We'll walk you through it. It's pretty easy. Uh, on the selling side of things, it really starts with a phone call, um, and that phone call uh, starts about what you have to sell or, or what you may have purchased and, and you know, doing your own trading, that type of thing. But uh, with that phone call, we'll give you an idea of what yours is worth a little bit, and then uh, we can commit to one of the two auctions we do every month. Excellent. Yeah, that's like we said, 77 to go. You're going to be in good company. And I want to remind you again uh, about the app that the Steffes Auction Group has. If you're somebody that wants to just have something to read while you're, uh, you know, killing time in the truck or you're waiting for your wife or something like that, go to steffesgroup.com. You can download the app there. Also have their catalog available there on the web or if you feel like you need a little bit more coaching on how to get engaged in the process, call them. Their 800 number is 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Anything on the horizon, like I said, was 77 to choose from. I'm sure it's hard to, to break things out, Ashley. But is there anything catching your attention for the next seven days' time? You know, just a lot of clean... John Deere lines, there's quite a number of them coming up. Um, I, I know of one sale next Friday. Keep your eye on. It's got an RX tractor. Also has some construction on that one as well, so that's going to be one to watch. Yeah, and like we said, given the scale of production agriculture today, construction equipment might be just what you're looking for for that next upgrade. Upgrade. That is uh, Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. Always love to talk to them, especially this time of the year when they're so busy. Like you said, 77 more auctions to go. You could be a part of it. SteffesGroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group. Or call them toll-free, 800-726-8609 and get in the game with the Steffes Group. Gemplers has Carhartt for the whole crew this season. In stock and ready to ship to you today. Jackets, sweatshirts, hats, gloves, and gear to keep you and your hardworking team warm all winter. Plus, get free gifts with orders of $100 or more. Gamblers helps you stock up on Carhartt while giving you a little something extra this holiday season. Shop Carhartt and other favorites at Gamblers.com or shop their store in Mount Horeb. Aloha! Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on an agriculture tour of all four of the Hawaiian Islands, March 21st through April 2nd. We'll enjoy tropical scenery, learn about Hawaii's unique agriculture, touring a pineapple plantation, learning about salt harvesting, and more. Visit HolidayVacations.com or, better yet, call them, 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. That number again, 888-557-1020. Wisconsin Dairy Farmers saw their milk price go up again in the month of October to $19.60 a hundredweight, according to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. That was $1.30 above the September milk price, but still $2 less than what they were paid for the same milk a year ago. That $19.60 a hundredweight works out to be about $1.63 per gallon at the farm gate. Barrel cheese yesterday in Chicago gained six and a half cents to a dollar sixty. Forty pound block cheese was unchanged at one eighty five and three quarters, while double A butter stepped back two cents down to a dollar ninety seven per pound. December milk's unchanged at eighteen oh one right now, with January milk up two, currently at eighteen twenty three a hundred weight. 
trying to turn the boat around as far as Wall Street and our grain trade this morning. December corn's up a nickel right now at 471 and a half. January soybeans are up nine at 1226 and a quarter. December wheat's up a dime at 783 with July new crop wheat currently a nickel stronger at 792 and a quarter. The other good news that everybody's going to be paying attention to is that the Dow Jones Industrial Average, at least right now, up more than 300 points in overnight activity. Well, a little less activity as far as Wisconsin's gun deer season was concerned. Stephanie Hoff brings us a wrap-up on the season. That's coming your way next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Compere Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compere team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit Compere.com or call 844-426-6733 today. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being up front with our auto repairs. And name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear, Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires. We carry and install them all. When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter picks, getter done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin say it's a great way to start your day. Well, the nine-day gun deer hunt is wrapped up, and we hope everyone had a successful hunting season. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The DNR finds that license sales were down this year from 2020. This follows a 10-year trend, but DNR Wildlife Management Director Eric Loebner says despite that decline, license sales still remain strong. I'll start out with license sales. Um, Overall, we ended up with, um, as of Sunday night uh, of the season close, um, so the last day of the season at midnight, we ended up with 808,224 licenses sold. That's really good. Um, it's about a 1.5% decline from last year. Last year, we had 823,527 licenses sold. So overall, great um, you know, license sales continues to be strong. A lot of interest in getting out to hunt deer here in Wisconsin. 
Of that total, 564,440 licenses were specific to firearm um, licenses in, in particular. Our greatest jump this year was in the number of patron licenses sold. So for those of you that may be unfamiliar with what a patron license is, it's basically the license that you can pretty much do anything from a hunting, uh, fishing, or trapping standpoint here in Wisconsin. Uh, we saw an increase of 5,456 licenses, uh, patron licenses this year. Um, the next group where we saw an increase was our non-residents. You know, Wisconsin continues to be a state where people from all around every state in the union and as well as around the world come to Wisconsin to deer hunt. And that tradition continued for this year. Um, we saw an increase of 3,717 non-resident licenses sold this year for a total of 55,727 non-resident licenses sold here in Wisconsin this last year. And Eric, another trend you saw was the rise in online license sales. You know, last year we saw uh, the first year that the online license sales surpassed our agent sales. Well, that trend continued this year. Um, overall, 60% of our licenses were sold online um, with then agents following up behind that. So um, certainly the issue and the concept of buying your license online has gotten to be the norm. And we're seeing that continue to increase um, as we continue to move along. Our system performed flawlessly this year, um, both our license sales system, um, Go Wild, as well as Game Reg. Both of those systems uh, performed flawlessly this year. We had great performance and uh, no problems whatsoever. Now, what can you tell us about the overall deer harvest? We ended up with a, a slight decline in buck harvest this year about 1.3% uh, overall um, for buck um, harvest. And then our antlers harvest was down about 13%. And overall, both, all, both male and female deer, we ended up at right around 7.98% uh, decline over previous years. As you look at the numbers based on regions, certainly um, northern forest was an area to, to be this year if you're looking at harvesting deer. Uh, we saw an increase in antlered harvest in the northern forest area of about 14.9, you might as well say 15%. Antlerless was 1.7 uh, increase, and then overall 9.3% uh, increase in the northern forest. And so then if you continue to work your way south um, into the central farmland, the central farmland saw a decline in the antlered harvest of about 1.8%. A 14% decline in antlerless, and then overall we were at about 8.9%. Going to the Central Forest, for those of you um, in the Black River Falls um, expanded area there, um, our Central Forest, we ultimately ended up at about 1.7% uh, decline in the buck harvest, 4.7% uh, decline in our antlerless harvest, and an overall decline of about 3% in the Central Forest. And then wrapping it up with our uh, fourth and final zone here in the state is the southern farmland. The southern farmland, we saw a 13.8% decline in our buck harvest, a 19.5% decline in our antlerless harvest, and then overall 17% decline in the southern farmland. And so again, those numbers looking at a statewide total, we're right around a 1.3% uh, decline in antlerless harvest, 13 0.2% decline in antlerless, 
and 7.9% decline in overall. That was Eric Loebner with those nine-day deer hunt numbers. Now we turn to Jeffrey Pritzel, the DNR deer program specialist. He says it's too early to compare the data to 2020 because deer season is not yet over. There's still the muzzleloader season, more bow hunting opportunities, and holiday hunts to look forward to. I think as we've gone around and taken input, that the general theme of the uh, nine-day gun deer season this year was uh, quiet. And, and quiet has can be taken both ways and as, it, as it relates to being peaceful and smooth. And a lot of the comments we got were people just were enjoying, certainly, the opportunity to be outside um, with comfortable conditions. But quiet also in terms of, as Eric shared, um, you know, harvest numbers um, in, in most cases didn't match up to last year. So quiet in terms of uh, the number of shots, you know, heard in some regions. But it was nice to see the the uptick in the buck harvest in the northern forest and that gradient of of change from last year to this year going from north to south in the, in the state is, is interesting but as the key as has been the case for a number of years um, we're seeing a, a shift and a trend in hunter effort and harvest coming outside of the nine day gun deer season and this year is no exception to that and so we're seeing changes in and uh, choices and how people are hunting. And so although there's a lot of interest in trying to interpret, you know, the numbers within the nine day, as we've been saying the last few years, it's really important to just wait and take stock after um, all of the seasons have concluded and the numbers are added up. There'll be plenty of opportunities, of course, coming uh, in the near future for a continued harvest. And we saw, you know, good harvest uh, participation, especially on the buck side of things, you know, prior to the nine days. So what does stand out this year is the drop in antlerless harvest, um, again, across most of the farmland portion of the state. Um, but it's, it's too early to really speculate on, on what might be going on there. But we'll certainly be watching to see what happens the rest of the year. And, uh, and again, opportunities that will continue to be available here uh, to harvest uh, deer through December um, will be uh, embraced and interesting to see how that plays out. And Jeff, you don't point to the conditions as being an issue. Conditions were overall pretty favorable, just some wind and some precipitation on Sunday of the opening weekend. What do you attribute as being the reason that the numbers were down in the southern part of the state? I think the short answer is uh, we don't know. And it's too early to speculate. Um, as I was sharing before, There, if you asked 10 deer hunters uh, over their experience over this past week and what influenced how often they, how hard they hunted, how often and whether they decided to take a deer or not, you probably get 10 different answers. And so, uh, it, 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 as I said earlier, it's, it is eye catching that especially the antlerless harvest has had, um, you know, dropped off relative to last year. And, um, I'm looking forward to follow up discussions, you know, with our, our hunting human dimensions folks and, um, statistically to interpret it. That was Jeff Pritzel, the DNR deer program specialist, and before him, Eric Loebner, the DNR wildlife management director. DNR officials say they have a strategy to bring deer hunting numbers up. A key part of that is the DNR's Hunter R3 program. The three R's stand for recruitment, retention, and reactivation. The primary purpose of the program is to give grants to local organizations or schools to grow interest in hunting among older adults, females, and youth. Again, good luck to you hunters who are going out for either the muzzleloader season, 
bow hunting or the holiday hunt.